Hey friends, are you ready for an exciting show today? Well, I am thrilled to have Amber joining us on the podcast. She is an amazing homeschool mom of three kids, and she has been homeschooling now for four years. She is also known as the field trip queen. How cool is that? Let's get ready to be inspired by her incredible journey. Friends, do you want to homeschool but don't even know where to start? Are you overwhelmed or frustrated with the current school system, or are you feeling like your child is always struggling? Are you ready to say goodbye to those tedious daily morning and evening routines and start something completely different? Is your child exhausted from being at school all day and homework at night, and are you feeling stressed or burnt out from an overly hectic schedule? Well, friends, I'm here to tell you, there is a better way, and it is homeschooling. Enjoy quiet and peaceful mornings. Show your child that learning is fun and help them develop their true passions and gifts. Hi, friends. Welcome to Hooked on Homeschool. I am Dawn Janowitz, homeschool mom, wife, podcaster, and course creator. I want to give you the clarity, the confidence, the freedom, and all the strategies to teach you that it is possible to create an amazing homeschool experience that works for both you and your kids. So come on, ladies, let's go from hot mess express to fierce and fun, and let's get hooked on homeschool. Hi, Amber. How are you? Hey, doing great. Awesome. I'm glad to hear that. Thanks so much for coming on today and sharing about your homeschool experience. So I wanted to ask you, so what are the things that prompted you to ultimately want to homeschool? Well, there were actually two really big reasons. The first was that I wanted to spend more time with my children. I would drop them off about 7.30 each morning at school, and then it wouldn't be till 4 or 5 in the afternoon that I was able to pick them up. And I'd have to go through traffic, make dinner, then there was homework, and when it was all said and done, it was bedtime. So I realized the school was actually getting more time with my children than I was. But the other reason was that I wanted to guide and influence what was going on in their lives. So we had a scholarship to attend a private Christian school. But my son was actually being bullied at the school, and and the school itself would just kind of sweep it under the rug. Also, there was a tendency for them to push agendas and propaganda that I didn't agree with. I mean, it wasn't all the time, but it was just little here and there. And I felt like I could do a better job on the life issues and the things that really mattered in the long run. You know, someone was going to shape my children. I just decided that it needed to be their dad and I, and not some stranger who could not possibly be as vested in the kids as we were. That is so true. So went ahead and pulled them out of school. And that's amazing. You actually had a scholarship for them to attend a private school and your son was being bullied. They didn't even really put any attention to that. So you decided you wanted to homeschool. Uh, So tell us a little bit about what those decisions were with you and your husband. So what was your biggest struggle when you first started to homeschool? Well, for me, it was finding the right curriculum as well as learning to give myself and my children grace when things didn't go as I kind of envisioned they would. So we had to create a schedule that was comfortable for our family, and we had to learn to school in a home environment. It was really different for us. Now, everybody had an opinion on how we should do it, but it wasn't until we actually executed it that we discovered what worked best for our family. Yeah, picking the right curriculum could be extremely a daunting task. There 
there's literally hundreds, maybe even thousands. And the thing is, is you're, you're probably not going to get it right the first time or the second time, which might be your first year, second year, third year. However, you will get it right. And you'll see how different learning styles, you'll see what works for your family, what doesn't. But the good news is there's so much to choose from and you have so many years to homeschool. So if the first one doesn't work, you just pick up a different one the next year. You do not have to stay with the same curriculum year after year after year. It's actually kind of nice to use different, different ones, different years. So how did you overcome finding the right curriculum, finding what worked for your family? How did that process work for you? Sure. Well, we tried several different curriculum. We even tried a few different umbrella schools and we tried schooling in different locations. So we did some at home. We tried it on the go. We even went to you know the park a few times, but it became quickly evident which things allowed the kids to flourish and which one actually made struggles for them. So for my daughter, she could not school at the park. My son could. My daughter is a very kinesthetic type learner and my son is very logic based. So I realized that I had to tailor different things for each of them. So I'm glad that you actually touched on that. So when people hear about different learning styles, I guess there are a few, there's the kinesthetic, there is the visual, there's the audio. So what does your daughter do differently? What is the, what do you have to teach your daughter? Cause she learns kinesthetically. That's actually how I am. So what do you do differently for your daughter than you would for your son? Well, primarily it just needs to be hands-on. Whatever it is she's doing, whether she has to draw or doodle, or if she can create something, she loves science projects and art, just any way that you can incorporate hands-on learning with her, she's going to grasp the concept a lot quicker and she's going to enjoy it and it becomes memorable. Right. So your son, so he basically can read something and then understand how to do it right from the get-go the first time. Yes. Yeah. He was very quick with that. And I think sometimes the classroom learning can be a bit tedious because they're stuck there for eight hours and the job is to do busy work. And that was just too much for him. He is all about learning the concept, moving on. And that's where homeschool really helped him. And he was able to excel because of that. That is so amazing because a lot of kids, when they say they're bored in school, they're bored because it's not their learning style. They've already gotten it. And you have to like wait around for the, all the other children to catch up. And so he comes home from school and he just feels like he's not getting anything. And as parents, you're kind of like, you're not bored. Someone who's sending their kid to public school, they're like, you're not bored. You're doing fine. Maybe just do something, read a book when you're done. But who wants to just do busy work while you're waiting for everybody else to catch up? So homeschooling can really be beneficial for actually both the kinesthetic learner, because they don't teach that way in school, and also the audio and visual learner, because they pick it up usually the first time. So your kids are really benefiting from you take, from you bring, bringing them home. That's awesome. Good for you, Amber. Okay. So what is your biggest struggle now? You've been homeschooling now for four years. Your oldest son is actually off to college. So what would you say is your biggest struggle now? Well, I have a three-year-old and he is as wild as they come. So I guess my biggest struggle right now is trying to incorporate homeschooling with a very active three-year-old. Okay. And tell us how you do that. Well, (laughs) it is a process of trial and error. But we are working on it. I've purchased Montessori-type toys to help him stay busy and begin problem-solving, and that seems to really work. He likes puzzles. He likes being involved as much as he can. Gotcha. Okay, so what would, advice would you give anybody who is, has the same struggle? They have 
like multiple kids. They might have a one-year-old, a two-year-old, and they're like, there's no way I can homeschool if I have these littles at home. What would you say? Well, keep trying new things. Something's eventually going to work. Don't sell yourself short. Don't give up. They're learning just like you, and that's okay. It's a process. That's part of the fun of life. Yes. And so a lot of the reasons that we want to homeschool is because we want to instill values in our children. What would you say are the values you want to instill in your children? And why are those important to you? Well, most importantly, I want to instill a godly character, a strong sense of right and wrong, and the ability for them to use wisdom over knowledge. Because you can have all the knowledge in the world, but if you lack wisdom, you lack compassion, and you lack a godly character, you're going to be a very lonely and miserable person. Yes, I totally agree. I think raising more compassionate humans than humans that can, or children that can just regurgitate something for a test is so much greater. And I think homeschool families are really, really seeing the need for that or not the need for it, but are really taking their children out of school because they really see the value in that. Yeah. So how are you incorporating those values into your day? Well, we use what we see in day-to-day encounters, and we can take them and turn them into a discussion about life lessons. So sometimes we might see people out on the street, on TV, you know, even some situations in my own family where I can pull the kids aside, discuss what happened and about the choices that were made, and then we take that and apply biblical principles to it as, as the Lord leads us. So I want my kids to be able to think on their own, not just merely recite some answers that they've been given and taught, wrote memory. Okay, Amber, what is your favorite inspirational quote related to being a homeschool mom? There are many that speak to me. It kind of changes from day to day, but I'd say currently the one that speaks to me the most is by Tamara Chalver, and that's, it's not my credentials that qualify me to teach my child. It's my God who made me qualified when I became a mom. Yes, that is so awesome. So the funny thing is, is what parents don't realize is we actually taught our children from the age of zero to five. And then all of a sudden we're not qualified to teach them anymore. We taught them how to talk, walk, sit, listen, how to say please, thank you. And all those things. But now come school, we're not qualified to teach them reading, writing, and arithmetic when there's plenty of resources out there, uh, tons of resources out there to help us. So I love your quote. That's so awesome. All right. So let's talk about you, mom. Tell us about you. Are you married? Were you homeschool? Did you go to college? Any, do you work outside the home currently? What are your interests or hobbies? So I'm married and I actually just celebrated my 19th wedding anniversary uh, this past February. I have a bachelor's in alternative medicine. Thank you. I have a bachelor's in alternative medicine, and I'm only a few credits shy from my master's in herbalism. I did go to a public school, and I can honestly say that when I left that school, I had these ideologies that were instilled in me that had no part in my basic education. So as a result, I made many bad choices and felt no real accountability for my actions, and it led me down a a dark road for many years. But when I had children, I knew it was important that they did not go through the same lies and lack of self-worth that I had. So I vowed to either homeschool them or keep them in a private Christian school. Well, we struggled financially, even with both of us working. So we applied for the Step Up for Student Scholarship, and that was how we were able to get our kids in private school as it paid towards pretty much all of their education. And it was awesome for the time, but I still wanted to homeschool my kids one day. I knew that in my heart. Right. Now, was your husband always on board with homeschooling? So... 
at first, he kind of fought the idea. I mean, he liked the thought of homeschooling, but he could not see how me being a stay-at-home mom would actually help us financially. So after a four-week sermon from a new church we had been attending, our pastor was talking about the importance of tithing and how everything actually belongs to God and is his. And we're simply stewards of his things. Well, my husband was so convicted that he said he wanted me to put in my two-week notice and homeschool the kids right away. The timing actually turned out to be amazing on so many levels, though. And this sounds really weird, but we're actually doing much better financially with me being at home than we ever were on the two incomes. The Lord's really blessed this journey. Wow, that is awesome. Congrats. So I have to ask you, because if someone out there is listening and they are on a two income, how does someone go from two incomes to one income and still feel like, I mean, I know that's a loaded question because everyone has different bills and everything, but what, what couple things of advice could you give to somebody that's like, there's no way I could make it happen. I want to, but so what, what did you do? What, what could people do to make that happen? So it was just very interesting the way the whole thing came about. I mean, a lot of it took faith. Faith is a substance of things not seen. You know, you have to just kind of step out. For us, I no longer had to drive my kids to and from school so fine, and, or to work. So financially, we weren't paying for the gas anymore. And there were just other things. We did have to cut corners here and there on some of our expenditures. But in the end, somehow or another, it just all began to work out. You know, we got past that awkward hump. And then slowly everything just began to come together. And I really do believe that the Lord has blessed my husband's job and and our family as we've walked out in faith. It doesn't always make sense, but my thought is life is short. Give it a go. You know, you can always go back to work if it doesn't work out. You know, you can always put your kids back if you have to, but you know. Yeah, that's great advice. You'll never regret the time you spend with them. With your children. Yes, you got it. So what activities are your kids in now? So you homeschool during the day and use different curriculums and different things like that for the week. And then do your kids do any after school activities? So we have a weekly co-op. My daughter gets to participate in various things. So like last year, she was able to do jewelry making. We took a Tuttle Twins class. This year, you know, or this term, we're doing botany and extreme sports. My son, before he graduated and is now in college, he was doing English country dance. Nice. And then outside the home, my kids have also done martial arts. You know, they play musical instruments. They've gotten to compete in different things. So they stay very busy. So that takes two questions. So now we don't have to talk about the socialization question, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> the socialization question. That's awesome. And that's the thing. Our kids can still participate in any sports. And a lot of times they actually offer homeschool times during the day. I love that. I love when martial arts or something has like a homeschool time during the day, because that way at night you can be home. It's so much nicer than to run around all those different times at night. So what does your family like to do for fun? What vacation, hike, camp, what do you guys like to do? all of that. Um, So we are big campers. That's one of our favorite things to do. We've hit all the parks, you know, within a two, three hour radius of our home. We'd like to start camping outside the state at some point. That would be fun, but we do that. We go hiking fairly regularly. We kayak. 
We like to get out in nature. That's probably our favorite thing to do. It's a really good bonding time. Yeah. And what's great is when you're homeschooling, you don't have to rush and do it on spring break week. You don't have to rush to do it in the summer. So you can kind of go on off times and it's not so busy, crowded, uh, as expensive and different things like that. That's awesome. That's also the same blessing with field trips. Because you homeschool, you can actually do field trips during the school week when most people are in session and you get discounts for those and it's not crowded at all. It's always a blessing. Exactly. Like science centers, museums, camping trip. Yeah, exactly. All those things. So uh, if let's um, talk about your routines, your, your morning routines, your kids' morning routines. What does a typical day, I know, you know, changes with sports and different things like that, but what's, what is your typical? Do you like stay on track? Are you like, everybody's got to be up and dressed and ready, you know, at 7.30 AM. What do you guys like to do? So I'd love to say we're the, that family and that's our routine, but it's absolutely not. I think we've <laughs> and kind that's of okay. a bit. Yep. Yep. So yep. we do sleep in till about 7.30, 8 o'clock in the morning and we get up and I do not operate until I've had at least two cups of coffee. I am that mom. Oh, so, that's okay. I think you're you know, a lot of those moms. There's a lot yes. of those. And it feels wonderful to not have to rush out the door to anywhere. So I do. I get my coffee. Kids get their breakfast. You know, we all kind of wake up. And then we will start schooling probably around 10, 11. Yes, that late in the day. And, you know, it only needs to be for a couple hours. It's basically, here's our work. Make sure you know these concepts. Go through it together. Okay, you've completed it. All right. Now you may go read a book. Now you can play the piano. And sometimes, okay, you've earned some TV time. You can go watch TV now. You know, it's, or a park day. We have that freedom, that flexibility. So a couple of things you hit on. Number one is, first we can back it up to the night before. You never feel like it's a school night. You never feel like, I got to hurry up and rush and get the kids to bed because it's a school night and everyone's got to get up tomorrow and be tired. Because if my husband works late or we get off to a late start and the kids want to sleep in the next day, it's totally okay. We don't have to rush. So that's a good thing. So in the morning, you don't have to rush to get out of the house. I don't think parents realize how satisfying that is to wake up and just sit and enjoy your coffee. And as your kids get up, you just sit and enjoy your coffee. (laughs) You don't really have to get them dressed, get out the house. I think in kid language, the word hurry means slow down. I have not met a kid. (laughs) And another thing you touched on was about starting later, which is totally cool. I love that starting at 10. A lot of people do. And I always found if I wasn't done by lunchtime, like if we got off to a late start, then we would do lunch a little later. But once we had lunch, trying to wrangle them back in, it just wasn't, it just didn't happen. We either would just sit there, watch a movie or go outside. So if we don't get our school work done by lunchtime, usually we don't pick it up back the rest of the day. Do you ever feel that way? Or are you able to pick things back up if you're a little behind? So we can pick it up. We are kind of flexible in that. We've schooled starting as late as like two o'clock on some days. It's just however the day flows. Yeah. You know, someone might show up at the house unexpected and okay, that changed our schedule a little bit, but it all kind of works out. You know, I never feel rushed. I never feel behind. I never feel like she's not where she needs to be. The freedom homeschool gives our family is such a blessing and the kids are happier because of it. They don't feel rushed. They don't have that anxiety anymore that used to accommodate the day in day outs of going to school. And like you said, you know, it's, it's nighttime. We're watching a family movie. We actually have time to sit down and watch family movies. We're not cramming it in our little schedule hoping, Oh, do we have time to fit this in? No, we have this time. 
and we spend it together and we, we love being together. It's such a blessing. Yeah, those are such, so, you hit on so many important things about what a homeschool life, when I tell people it's, it's not just homeschooling, it's the freedom it, and the freedom of your time. Our time is something we can never get back. That is the one thing that, that I think we're all here for a limited amount of time. We don't know how long that time is. And to spend those time and those moments with our kids is, is just priceless. And the not feeling the hurriedness, the worry of got to get this project in, got to get this done. It's, it's such an amazing feeling. So yeah, I think that was really powerful. A lot of things that you said there. So when things get crazy for you, I mean, we all as moms, things get a little crazy. So what, what are some things that you do to manage your sanity? Having kids home all day, sometimes, you know, they're not having a good day. We're not having a good day. We have things we have to get done outside of whatever, just because we have to do things and you know, they want our attention. Sometimes it can get a little hectic. So what do you do to manage your sanity? Well, take a break. You can literally just stop right there and say, okay, Let's change the atmosphere. Going to go to the park. Let's go to the store real quick. Just anything to break up whatever chaos it might be ensuing at that moment or stress. Because whatever you're going through is temporary. And sometimes you just need to change your, your scenery a little bit and it'll all kind of fall back together. We all get overburdened at times. And again, that's where grace comes in. We got to show each other grace. Just change the environment. Go do something else. Come back to it later. It'll be waiting for you and it's okay. Yeah. And it's teaching our kids also that whenever there's, there's conflict or chaos to just change scenery, it doesn't have to stew and it doesn't have to become bigger. You just do something different. We don't have to become monster moms and start yelling and screaming and telling them to sit down and be quiet and they got to get this done because that's not solving it either. So that's really great. So let's see, do you spend, have your kids on social media and watching TV Do you give them any restrictions? What is it that you do for your family? So for my family, for my kids, social media is a no-go. I am that parent. My son did not have a cell phone until he was getting ready to walk out the door for college. And that was, yeah, so we kind of did that. And I'm going to go the same way with my daughter just because it helps me to keep her present in the now. I've seen the distraction phones can cause, and I just don't want that with mine. Now, for TV... They do need to ask permission. You know, we have certain times and things they can watch school. Same thing with a tablet. It's considered a privilege, not a right. Yeah. And I like having the control over that. But they know that they can work towards these goals. That's great. Now, when you home, people have to realize that when you homeschool, your kid doesn't really need to have a phone like a kid going off to a regular school, you know, to public school. So it is a little bit different there because uh, they are home. So therefore it's just not as much needed. So if that seems like, oh my gosh, my, 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 you know, eighth grader would just die if he didn't have his phone. But if he was, okay, so let's look into the future a little bit. What do you want for your kids after they graduate high school? Do you want them to go to college? Do you want them to work, travel, do passion pro- projects? Like what is it that you want your kids uh, to do when they graduate high school and who do you want them to be? I want them to do something that honestly makes them happy and also brings glory to God. You know, my son, my son chose to go to a Christian college and become a pastor. My daughter, she's still tossing around many ideas. Like, you know, she's 12. She wants to be a lawyer, a doctor, a hairdresser. I don't push her in any direction, but I do help tailor her education around her decisions. And so 
now that she's 12, we're going to join teen court because that's the minimum age you have to be, you know, so she can kind of experience that. We may go take a tour of a hospital sometime soon, let her interview nurses and doctors because that's the fun of homeschooling. You can literally turn anything into a lesson. And I think it's very enriching. You know, it's very hands-on and this helps her to see what it is exactly she wants to do with her life. Yep. My favorite quote, and I've said it over and over, that you do not have to be taught to learn. Kids will learn from just seeing and doing. They don't need a textbook or a teacher or a classroom. I love that. So let me ask you this. If you could rewind the clock and do anything different, what would that be? I would have started my homeschooling journey much sooner than I did because life is short. Wow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people feel that way. How old were your children and what grades were they in when you started? My son who's in college, you know, he uh, was ninth grade. We started right into high school and my daughter was second grade. So second grade. It, and she's in what? Sixth, sixth yeah. grade now. Yeah. I mean, I know we don't keep grades. I mean, some people don't, but like, it's easier to just say it like that. So she's like, sure. she's now in sixth grade. Yeah. 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 Some people don't. Some people do. I think it just makes it a little easier. We don't want to be like we're living off the land here. And, right. You know, well, the I curriculum, mean, some people do that too. <laughs> yeah. The curriculum I use for my daughter has an age range. It's good for these grade area, this age area, and, and it works out well. So, you know, it's an approximate, but it is a good measurement of time. So we know exactly where our kids are and when they should be graduated. Exactly. And I think a lot of the homeschool curriculum goes off of age, not so much grade. So yeah, right. that's what I guess I was trying to get at. All right. So do you have any uh, tips, tricks, hacks that you love regarding homeschool? Can you share a couple of them? Let us know what, what you found in the last four years that are, that could help anybody that's thinking about homeschooling. Well, I think it's all perspective. Life is short. So try your best to enjoy these moments with your kids while they still look to you for all the answers. Yes. One day, yeah, one day they're going to be independent and they'll think they know everything. So it's okay to keep trying new curriculum and different homeschooling schedules. Eventually, you're going to find something that works for all of you. And the other thing I would say is you'll never look back on your years homeschooling and think that you spent too much time with your kids, but you will look back and regret the time you did not spend with them. So spend it wisely. Exactly. Yes, that is such beautiful, beautiful words of wisdom. All right. So do you have any other words of wisdom for us? Any other information like you, that you would like to share about your homeschool journey? Well, just that you can do this. It's not about perfection. It's about being faithful and doing your best. God entrusted these children to you and not some stranger. No one will love and cherish your kids as much as you do. Mama does know best and it's going to be okay. What a great time to step out in faith and begin a grand adventure with your children. One you both will never forget. Yep. And, and as I hear your kids in the background, it happens. We are moms. We want to be with our kids. Not saying that moms who don't homeschool don't want to be with their kids, but I just don't think that they know that the homeschooling life is, is such a greater satisfaction. And it's so different than the summer where they're just not knowing what to do. They're all over the place. It feels like they're just like, sitting there without any direction. You have to create the life for them. 
I had called you the field trip queen in the beginning, and I don't think we touched on that, but you like to do field trips. A lot of the co-ops do a lot of field trips, and those are great, great times you can connect with your kids and really bond with them. So, Amber, I am so glad that we had this interview. Thanks for sharing your journey and helping other moms out there who are wanting to take the next step into homeschooling and also maybe helping some homeschool moms that might have been doing it for a little while, but feeling like they don't have their feet wet and don't understand it. But we, we all don't. Um, I've been doing it for seven years and I'm always learning. And that's one of the reasons I'm doing this podcast is because I think it's always nice to grow and learn and meet people and your kids will see that and they'll want to grow and learn. And I think you do it together and it just, it all makes sense. So thank you so much, Amber. It's been a pleasure and congrats on your homeschooling journey. I think you're doing a great one. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Okay, friend, before you go, I want to thank you for listening. And if you found this podcast helpful, I would truly be grateful if you could just take a moment and leave me a five-star review. Your review will help me improve and also reach more listeners who could really benefit from homeschooling. Until next time, happy homeschooling. Happy homeschooling.